Hey, Ramon. Hey, Timea. Let's talk gender equality. I love the idea. Give me a second. I just got to grab my coffee. I hope you've got yours too. Yeah, right here. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, if you were listening before, we've got a very special guest on the show once again. Here we've got Eva Lettner, who is, amongst other things, public speaker, Google developer expert, and a coding instructor at the Women in Code organization. Hi, Eva. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey. So um, if you've been listening to the show before, you probably knew that we had Eva on to talk about her journey as a, as a polymath and a, and a public speaker. And, and what we wanted to do today was cover a little bit about Women in Code as an organization itself. So yes, this is Women in Code. Uh, we covered it shortly before, but Eva, could you tell us a little bit about Women in Code once again for those just joining in? Sure. Uh, Women in Code is a nonprofit organization that uh, I founded together with Barbara Ondrasek. Uh, we founded it, in, I think it was 2018, but I'm not sure because time has no meaning now. <laughs> um, and the idea came to me on, on a flight where I was really bored and couldn't sleep. Uh, and I came home and Barbara and I had coffee. I told her the idea and she said, okay, we're going to do it. I was on my way home. She texted me. We have a domain, we have email addresses, uh, and, and we're going to do this in two weeks. So <laughs> that was basically it. Wow. Um, how this idea started, uh, is I was a trainer for another nonprofit organization in Vienna that was called girls and code. And they were teaching uh, HTML, CSS, they were teaching JavaScript uh, and WordPress and all kinds of stuff for women and uh, people wanting or women wanting to get in, into the industry. Uh, so that was really inspiration for me. Unfortunately, they, they stopped doing courses because it was just too much for them. They, they uh, just didn't have the time anymore and the resources and so they stopped. And I was really sad because I enjoyed teaching. And so having this idea in my head came at the right moment because it was, I, I had taken a break from training and, and I just wanted to get into it. And that was the perfect uh, situation to, to start something new again. And what we wanted to do is not teach ourselves because teaching is exhausting. Uh, we wanted to mentor and to help people teach themselves and teach each other. And so the concept that we came up with was everybody does the same, solves the same problems, but whenever they want to. So uh, we, we had a, um, a day, like I think it was, I think it was Wednesday. Day, Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that, was HTML, CSS. So people would come whenever Tuesday they had time and they would do, they would solve one problem. They would do one exercise. And then when they came the next time, they did this, the second exercise, then they did the third exercise. Uh, and the idea was that if you have done exercise two, you're automatically a mentor for exercise one. So to all the people, we're doing exercise one, 
you as somebody who has already done one, you are the mentor and they can ask you questions. Uh, and how we facilitated that was we numbered people, <laughs> which, which is a bit weird, but we wrote the name down as well. So everyone got a sticker with the name and, and uh, a number on it. If they were there for the first time, it said number one. If they were there for the second time, it said number two and so forth. Uh, so people would stick together with the other people with the same number and they would try and figure out the exercise together. And if they got stuck, they could just look around the room and find somebody with a number higher than their own and ask them a question because that person had already done the exercise that they were currently doing. And yeah, additionally, we had a couple of mentors there who would just go around and, and make sure that everyone was understanding what they were doing. Uh, and if they need additional help. And so basically we facilitated uh, learning by yourself, teaching yourself, but also mentoring. So I was, um, one time I, I joined as a tutor. Um, I said this in the previous podcast and I felt very safe and welcome and I, I really liked how people interacted with each other safe to ask questions nothing was you know too easy to ask or whatever um, this kind of attitude and I really liked the projects they did um, and I've noticed you have this exercises uh, that people could um, access online is was the material something that you and uh, Barbara worked on created and the website and everything? Yes, we, we did that ourselves. Okay. Um, we did a bit of scouring the internet for inspiration for, for the yeah, exercise. Because you don't reinvent the wheel. So you make a to-do list, obviously, if you learn JavaScript, you make a to-do list at some point in your life. Uh, and yeah, so we, we came up with the exercises and what we did with writing out the brief for the exercise is we're keeping it very lighthearted. We, we're, we're there with you in the text of, of the exercise. So uh, it's not a high level and now use algorithm blah to achieve stuff. It's, it's very conversational uh, and very mm -hmm. cheerful. So at every stage that you managed, it's a yeah, congratulations. And now we go on to the next thing. Um, and we got a lot of feedback from people saying that this is really motivating, that they like to read uh, through the exercise texts because they are just fun and, and approachable and really understandable. So we, we didn't want to bother anyone with text speak because I, I didn't study computer sciences. I have no idea about text speak. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to impose that on people who are also not from, from the tech field and who didn't study computer science. Um, because it's difficult enough to learn the concepts and, and the language of the programming language itself. You don't need to learn all of the lingo that goes along with it at the same time, because that might be a little bit um, over the top or, or just it might be, it might make you back away from it because you feel like it's not approachable for you. So um, from what I understand, it's basically for people that uh, are not in tech already. Uh, and you created this easy way of for them to get to know some basics uh, and decide for themselves how far they want to go and learn. 
by not using the slang in tech, being motivational in the teaching materials. Um, and I understand from the last podcast that this is something that comes from also your experience of, of being a Quereinsteigerin, so somebody yeah. who changed from marketing, for example, into tech, right? Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. I kind of know where people are coming from mm -hmm. when, when uh, there's this magical thing of programming and only really intelligent people can do it and you need to have a math brain to do it and uh, you need to be a certain person to be able to do tech uh, which is obviously yeah bullshit <laughs> thank you i didn't know if i was allowed to say bullshit yeah it, it is it, it's not true mm -hmm. you can be whoever you want to in tech and it doesn't matter i don't have a math brain i can do math for the life of me um so tell us a bit about the kind of people uh, that come to your workshop. What, like, who will I meet if I go there? Many, many marketing women. Okay. Uh, because they work in agencies and they work with developers or they work with developers in other agencies and they want to understand what's taking so long. Why is it so expensive? And how can I tell them exactly what do you need to know? Good point. And, yeah. And, and it really helps a lot to to know what's underneath the hood because if you're just like i i want to change the font on this can you change the font on this and then the developer is like they don't know what they're talking about i'm gonna charge that and that uh, <laughs> and, and so the women that come into our course are are a bit helpless in 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 that way like they want to understand what's happening there and if they can do it by themselves mm -hmm. that is always a, a thing that they want to strive for is I have this WordPress site and I just need to change a little thing. If I send it off to an agency, it will take five weeks. If I do it myself, can I do this quickly? Uh, so they want to learn how to do things themselves, but also to understand what's actually happening there and how long it will take, what amount of work goes into this so that they can be more assertive in their conversations with uh, developers or uh, development agencies, just so they have more skills and more knowledge about the topic itself. And so what kind of, uh, on what kind of topics uh, do they have the opportunity to get knowledge at Women and Code? What do you uh, offer? We have a class on uh, HTML and CSS. We have a class mm -hmm. on JavaScript. Uh, we have a class on Java. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, wait. If it's Java, that means that you are also targeting people who might actually start then working in yes. tech, right? Yes. Okay. Also, spoiler up, lots of people have started working in tech through Women in Code. Yay! Amazing, yeah. <laughs> that is what I was getting oh, at. <laughs> that is so cool. We, we have a couple of people who, who are now programmers. And the nice thing about it is that we have built a relationship with the community of the women that come to our classes uh so they reach out to us mm -hmm. when, when they landed jobs because they want to let us know because we we always tell people please tell us if if you make it and and if we can help you we also do uh cv checks with people uh and, okay. and we try awesome. and use our networks to get people jobs okay so listen up who wants to get yes. started in tech yes. women and code in vienna <laughs> <laughs> Um, another point, um, 
your courses, are they in any case open sourced? Yes. Okay. We, we have had loads of critique from men. Uh, why well, is know. it just for women and women get everything for free and it's so unfair? Um, mm. That's not the reason why we put it open source because we don't really care about that. Uh, but it is there for everybody and everyone can do this. We just don't have men in our courses. Yeah, because to be. that, that is also what you talked about before. We, we have this atmosphere of a very safe space. And we, we have experienced that a lot with women feeling safe with us. We've had trans women feeling safe with us. And that is super important. And we have a very strict code of, con uh, code of conduct uh, that we enforce. Um, we, we've had loads of women, uh, like Muslim women coming who took friends with them because they were unsure whether they would feel safe in this community and then came back by themselves and, and told us, yeah, we felt so safe last time. So this time I decided uh, to come by myself. And that is so nice. And I'm so proud of this community because they embrace everybody mm -hmm. and they just want to be nice to each other. That's amazing. A few, a few years ago, um, around the time I started um, Women Tech Makers, I, I, I did a, a meetup with um, the back then organizers of different communities, Django Girls, Ruby Rails Girls. Um, I had very interesting people and I remember specifically there was, I, but I don't remember who it was, there was one woman at that meeting and she, she did a um, master's thesis on this topic uh, in Germany mm -hmm. and she looked into the women only communities in Germany and why do they even exist and what's the benefit or what's the downside. And I remember that she said that there is this need um, at the, when you're a young professional or you're a, someone who wants to change into tech and you're simply as a woman even more shy of asking what you think in your mind is a stupid question, which actually is not. Yeah. And because, um, I don't know, it's just because of this big gender bias in tech, it just created this uh, lack of confidence of, of a, a girl, of a woman to ask this so-called silly question, which actually is not, it's just basic yeah. um, to need. And she said that, these women only communities were needed exactly for that purpose only mm -hmm. uh, targeting uh, young professional or beginners and giving them the opportunity and the atmosphere so they are okay with asking this because yeah. this is important part of the learning and i think at the same time you're also growing their confidence and yeah. confidence is a different total topic so for me it always made sense that for your special target group you need to create this atmosphere. Mm -hmm. For me, it always made sense. However, I did <laughs> at one other meetup, I met somebody who was happened to be a man and he was very against uh, women only events. And uh, he was so he was so one sided with with the view. Um, yeah. I understand his point of view as well because he was uh, trying to learn tech, get into tech. Mm -hmm. And for him, he said that he only finds courses where he has to pay. There's nothing for free. 
and he likes to have this community learning and not learn online on his own. So it made sense. But I mean, what does this mean? One, opportunity. Your courses are open source. Everybody can start it off. Start your own community. This is what I gave him as an advice yeah. uh, or a learning circle. Two, you can use the material for any kind of a community, uh, any gender, <laughs> any age, any whatever. So um, that's a call to action here. Yeah. Yeah. Pavel and I said when, when we started this initiative, we said as soon as we have a 50 50 uh, gender equality intake in Austria, we will stop. We will. Retire. Wow. That, that's our definite retirement thing is if, if we reach 50 50, we're done. We, we're not going to do this anymore. Um, Let's work on it together. I love it. I also have yeah. this goal. <laughs> but it's, at the moment, we are not there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Austria has, as a fact, I noticed, uh, I researched this topic and in 2018, I have the numbers, um, there were 17% women in tech. Um, so from the whole workforce, I don't know, 150,000, uh, 30,000 were women only, 17%. Yeah. Uh, so Definitely I think we, especially in Austria, we have a long um, way to go. And this is one of the reasons why me and Amon started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Our little call to action here. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. It. I'm. I'm trying to remember where it is that I saw it. I think it was. I pretty. I could have sworn it was Pi Ladies' FAQ that had a question that 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 that, that whose answer I always come back to, which is something like, you know, it, why is this space only for women? Isn't this sexist as well? And the answer is, um, amongst other things, like you know, this is an open source piece of um, uh, uh, education. You can fork it, and you know. <laughs> and, and but there's some, one thing they put kind of cheeky but i kind of like it which is um but hey this is our approach if you think you can do it better please yeah, yeah. go ahead we don't have a monopoly on any of this absolutely and, and, and it's and, and and by making it accessible to anybody who wants to to yeah. you know if you have improvements that you can suggest to for example women in code it's there, it's online, you can make those suggestions and yeah. use it in your own approach. It's, it's all about community efforts, right? Yeah. I remember, I think it was last year at the JavaScript conf, JS conf and CSS conf, they had a, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, I'm gonna try my best, Biposit space, which is a space uh, to help um, invite support and be respectful of, uh, black, indigenous, and or people of color in tech, BIPOSIT. And this created a very similar conversation to what I'm hearing now uh, with, with people saying, why can't, why aren't we allowed in? Uh, this is reverse, uh, sorry, I'm not going to open that can of worms, but it, it, it's, it's a conversation that's uncomfortable and needs to be had. Yeah. Why? And, and, I, and, and, and I find it, I find it so interesting that people are so concerned about exclusion when they themselves are doing the excluding yeah and yeah. and by trying out these these conversations by trying out these 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 kinds of organizations what can we do towards making this a better place and i think for example by you and and barbara by providing this space where for an approach that works for these people and you know doesn't work for everybody. Some people prefer to, to learn. And sorry, I'm interrupting. <laughs> no, no, no. 
No, no. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I, and I think, I think being able to, to be open and saying, you know, this works for us. It's not, this is, this is something we can iterate on. Uh, I think it's, I think it's worked remarkably well because you've been at this for how many years now? Almost three, four time has no meaning. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Since we've taken a bit of a break, I think we did it for two years in total. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit the um, number of women you can, you've empowered? Because I think you have some success stories there. Yeah, yeah. Case. Uh, <laughs> many. We, we have had a couple hundred women in, in, or I think it was close to a thousand women that, that came to our classes. Wow. That have done wow. more than one of the exercises. Uh, so that is, for a small town, Vienna is nothing. <laughs> I, I, yes. Not nothing. Sorry. Gosh. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's yes. really cool. Um I have met loads of these women over the years now that have that know me from women and code and I, I have so many problems remembering because it was just so many. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and I hired three of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So cool. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. But to be fair, I didn't hire them uh, because I didn't want anyone to think that I would get, I would give somebody a leg up just because I know them. So I had my colleagues hire them. Well, of course they went to an interview and all that and yeah, they had yeah, to showcase yeah. their skills. I'm sure of that. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was like, you need to make the decision because I don't, I, I would take yeah. them. I don't want to be the one making the decision for, for, uh, I remember um, I was so proud um, when you first time talked about, for example, the women hackathon where you had, it was sold out, right? It was like, what, 70 women and even more showed up uh, and you tried to make space for everybody and it was women only. And I was so, so proud when you talked openly in uh, on Twitter and all that on about it, because I was like, after this and after the work that you have done is how can people say in Austria that women don't want to code or yeah. women are not interested in IT or in programming and like you can't you can't say this anymore like you've proven them wrong <laughs> this is what it meant for me <laughs> yeah we, we've put up a hackathon and we've done two hackathons by now and we've put them up and they were sold out like really quickly. The second one took a bit longer because we did it in, in vacation time. And still more people came and signed up and, and we almost ran out of space and pizza. So it's, <laughs> it's just, it's really amazing. Women took their children with them. We had a baby there. Mm-hmm. And, it, oh. and, and the mom was like, yeah, it's fine. She's going to put the baby somewhere because it's a room full of women. Somebody will pick it up when it cries. Um, yeah, we, we have that at Women Tape Makers too, and it's so And natural. that was actually the, the only male in the room was the baby. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, yeah, it, it's, it's just a really cool space. And if you have 80 women in a room in a hackathon working on programming. That's, I, I feel that. Nobody can tell me that it's amazing. not women. Yes. It's, that's bullshit. 
That's because we all had fun. I really want to shout it from the top of my lungs to all the companies and everybody who, who keep saying that this is not for women and they are not interested and there are no women in IT. Like I just want to show the numbers and always talk about your successes with the community because for me it was a clear um, sh showcase or, or pushback of the status quo Yeah, right there. Yeah, but this also brings me to a great topic of um, obviously it's an NGO, you, you offer pizza, you have a space where people can come. So how do you manage all this, um, you know, resources? Because you do have to invest some money in it. Yeah. Uh, sponsorships. Okay. With companies, I suppose. With companies. Uh, although we have had loads of trouble sourcing money. Mm-hmm because we were a new organization in, in the beginning and also because I am not a good hustler. I think Barbara is more. Uh, so she got us all the free spaces to hold our workshops in. Um, but it was very tedious to, to get money out of companies um, because yeah. there are so many meetups in Vienna and all of them get money from the same companies. And, and so if yes. you are the next meetup wanting money, they're like, yeah, but we're already paying for that and that and that. Um, so it's very hard to, to start a new thing if you are not ingrained in, in this community of getting money from companies. Mm -hmm. So that was really difficult. Uh, but how we also get money is... It, it was initially my idea to just have this an open thing and everyone can come and go if they want to. But that turned out to not be possible because there were so many women that signed up each time. <laughs> Too many, okay. Yeah, so you we need the space, yes. Yeah, and, and we need to know how many are coming and we need space to, to uh, accommodate, yes. You know, that stuff. Uh, so we limited ourselves to. Um, I think initially it was 15 and then we had to open it up to 20 and we were sold out within like two hours or something most of the time. Wow. That's uh, insane. Yeah. Again. But we had to limit it just because we, we needed space for, for people and also we needed yeah. mentors and, and uh, tutors there. Uh, so yeah, we actually needed to take care of that. And so what we, what we started doing was because Meetups are notorious for people signing up and then not coming. Mm -hmm. We didn't want that to happen. So we put a paywall in front of it. So you can reserve your space for nine euros. And the nine euros don't go to Barbara and me. They go into the, uh, into the community. So we pay for food. We pay for spaces. Uh, we pay for the hackathon. We, we use the money um, to fund the whole project. Okay. And also we have a social program that if you cannot afford the nine euros, then we, we take the money from that and pay for your spot. Uh, so awesome. we, we make sure that everybody can participate and it was never a problem for, for people to pay nine euros because nine euros are not much. Um, but, but it goes a long way for you for organizing it. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's just, that helped a lot with taking the pressure off of finding sponsors. Yeah, we know a little bit about finding sponsors ourselves. Um, 
But I want to give here the opportunity and a shout out. Companies, if you're listening in, HR people especially, oh yeah, if you're looking to hire women in IT uh, that are really interested, I think Women and Code is the best place to place to go at uh, in Vienna right now. Um, if you want Quiansteigerin, uh, uh, juniors, if you can, you know, help them grow into a, a position that you envision for them in your company. And as uh, Eva is saying, sponsoring is always welcome. Yes, <laughs> I can tell you at any community that that is welcome, and it doesn't have to be now thousands of euros. No. Um, it can start really small and you can make a big impact and uh, you help out gender equality in STEM. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think it's important to remember that, that especially as, as somebody trying, as, as somebody, when I say somebody else, I mean a company trying to make, trying to make themselves known, trying to have a presence, doing that in, in, a, in, a, in a gradual manner, coming to these events, showing up as well, by the way, yeah. showing up, um, helping, helping sort out, helping with mm. costs, making these accessible to people. It, it's, it's, it, it, it's kind of a long game, isn't it? Like people, yeah. people notice people's like, oh yeah, it's that company who keeps, you know, the people with the, with the funky stickers, the people with the nice, the people who, yeah. who nicely show up and, and super friendly and have a presence. Yeah. I mean, we, we, and, and the participants who were there still talk about when we were invited to Cisco in, in Vienna. Uh, and they got us the best food. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It, it was such a nice space. And we, we actually had people asking the women from, uh, from Cisco that, that were there talking about the company. We actually had women going up to them, talking to them about jobs. Because it was just such a nice atmosphere that they provided mm -hmm. there. And yeah, so it's really helpful. If you want to get women into your company in tech positions, uh, reach out to, to the organizations that actually help get these women jobs. And I can speak from experience in my company when, when I started there, uh, we had three women as developers, I think, including me. Um, and now we are close to 50-50. Wow, so we, insane. We have, yeah, we, we have hired a lot of women um, and it's good for the teams. Can, can I ask, is this is part of the reason why you managed or the company managed 50-50, is it you? <laughs> Did you nudge them? Did you inspire them? Did you help with women and code? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I hope so, I, come on. <laughs> I think it's cool. important to take, to take credit where credit is due, right? Yeah, yeah it, I, I feel it's, like it's a place of taking credit. Or... Yeah, it's, it's, it was a huge goal of mine uh, as soon as I, got enough influence to actually influence hiring decisions mm -hmm. uh, to get more women into it. And it's, it changed the way that people talk to each other so much. It has changed the awareness. It has changed the working mode. It has changed all the communication. It's just, it was so beneficial. And I'm incredibly proud that we have reached such a high number now. And, and it's amazing. It's also amazing to, to manage women. It's just really nice. Oh, wow. I like, I feel like 
I have three other topics of podcast episodes I want to talk about <laughs> to you about. And uh, let's keep the conversation open <laughs> to invite you again. I, I hope that would be possible. Uh, wow. I, I feel right now I feel empowered <laughs> from our talk. That's and I feel me. like let 2021. Yeah. Let's start working again. Yes. By the way, when can we expect you coming back, Women and Code? Post-COVID. Fair enough. Yeah. Because want to do face-to-face -face events again. Yeah. We, we always meet in person because it's important for us to have the connections to our participants mm -hmm. uh, and for them to build a network because it's very difficult to build a network on a Zoom call with people who you don't know. And it's, but it's, a lot easier if you are in the same boat together sitting in the same room working on the same project to project <laughs> um, so that is something that has always been the main part of women in code is we want to meet the people we want to meet the women and hang out with them and talk to them and that is also why it has worked so well so we want to come back but we want to come back when it's safe um, and we don't want to endanger anyone, especially because we, we have always had pregnant women there. Uh, and, and we want to also give a chance to women that have pre-existing conditions that would otherwise be endangered. So we want to come back when it's safe, when it's sensible, when we can put people together on the same desk so that they can work together. Um, yeah, we, we will come back in a sensible manner. I think that's very- Looking forward. Very yeah me too let us know how we can help you with promotion if you need help or i'm glad to recommend you to our sponsors we don't know if we are having a conference next year yet we haven't decided yeah stay tuned <laughs> well, you know on on that note eva um you know time taking timing into consideration if i were if i a, a, a woman in, in, in tech, we're interested in, in mentoring and helping with women in code. Is that something I could do? Yes. Everybody can help. Um, it's, we, we have different courses. So we've, I think we've talked about this HTML, uh, JavaScript and, and, uh, and Java. For, for the moment there will be more at some point awesome. but if you have a specific skill that you want to teach people whether it's i don't know big data project management in it something like that if you can build a career curriculum about that topic with like eight to ten lessons yeah sure come on also teach also if if you're if you know any of our technologies just Come and be a mentor. That's that's really I recommend. Awesome. It was very nice. Yeah, it's it. I think it's a cool experience. It's also a learning experience. You don't have to be a pro, um, because people start from zero. So it's it's actually really good to to learn yourself. Because I find that I learn best when I try and explain something to somebody. So I think that's an excellent point. Even sorry. No, good. I missed that last part you said. Sorry, Eva. It's really helpful to to teach people so you can learn yourself. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. One thing I keep coming back to is the fact that even if you're, even if you've been working in, in, in a specific field for so long, trying to formulate it in a way that's accessible to a newcomer really helps kind of, it, it reminds me that there's a lot that I take for granted when it comes to, for example, software development. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's good. It kind of keeps, keeps things fresh. Yes. That's awesome. Well, um, I think, I think we've been at this for a while. Before we close out, um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, do you have any recommendations for, for sources, for, for reading we can do to, to help inspire others to get mentoring, organizing? Yeah, there is actually in Vienna, there is a new community uh, that's called New IT Girls. Yes. They are doing loads of awesome stuff. They, they're doing meetups. They're also working now during, during COVID. Um, so they are doing cool things. Um, yeah, I would, I would check them out because they're a very cool community and they're working while women in cars on pause. Spoiler um, alert, Astrid said yes to being our guest on the podcast. Awesome. I can't wait. Really cool. They are awesome. amazing. Yeah. Thank you for referencing them. Yeah, they're doing a great job. And then internationally, there are also great resources. Uh, there is, uh, uh women who code there are black girls code um mm -hmm. there there is a lot of resources out there for women to to get into coding and yeah it's it's really nice there are i think they're called tech ladies that's a um uh, a like a mentorship program uh and and community building so yeah there there is lots of cool stuff out there and absolutely what i always recommend when you're trying to get into something new whether it's you want to learn a new skill you want to learn uh for a new job you want to learn a hobby is to get a tribe together like build a, an interest group of four to five people that keep you accountable mm -hmm. and that learn with you and that is really helpful because if you learn programming by yourself, it can be very demotivating and very sad. And then you stop because it doesn't work and it's shit. Uh, but having an interest group that meets every week, every two weeks, every month, and that can also happen worldwide. You can have people all over the world. Uh, and you just hang out in a Zoom call and you say, hey, I had this problem. It doesn't work. I'm so demotivated. You will find somebody in your interest group who will say, yeah, I can, I can show you how to fix that. I've had the same problem before. And so this is really helpful. Trying to find these people might be a little bit challenging, but you can ask on Twitter, you can write to any one of us, we will retweet uh, just to find your people that, that will hang out with you. And, and write to us on Women Tech Makers and we can see if we can connect you with others. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's it's having a group of accountability buddies uh, that just keep you keep you at it. I love it. I love it. What's that saying? It takes a village. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's the saying? I, it, it takes, takes a, a village. village. I don't know the rest. I don't know if there is a rest. <laughs> we should go go there. <laughs> I think it's about raising children. Oh no, then that's not what I meant. <laughs> count for anything uh i i had for for a while i had one of those groups for playing piano oh yeah yeah it can be for everything basically 
So yeah, it's, I think it's very helpful. That's amazing. I love it. Thank you for all the kind words, recommendation for, again, the work you're doing. Uh, we are so looking forward and uh, for you and Barbara to start this again. I hope that this time off, you regain some of the energy with which you managed to nicely <laughs> to shine basically mm. in the community again. And if there's anything, how we can help you from Women Tech Makers or personally, yeah, from time to time show up as a tutor, maybe come up with new topics for you, companies to sponsor you and venues. Yeah. <laughs> we would gladly help. Venues. <laughs> well, Eva, um, I know we asked this in the last episode, but if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Twitter. Eva underscore close close. That's Excellent. that way you can reach me the easiest. I'm not an email person. I get emails, I forget to answer them. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and I well, feel bad for not answering them for two weeks, and then I'm like, yeah, it's too late now. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds great. Well, Eva, thank you so much for being on once again. Uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. I hope that we can do so again soon, hopefully in person as well. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. I think that's all from me. Anything from you, Timea? No, I just feel very grateful for this time together. Same here. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Are you on the forefront of gender equality? You are invited on our podcast. That's right. Or maybe you know somebody that we could have a chat with on gender equality. You should totally get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at Gender Coffee or any of the other contact methods on our show notes. We would love to you to get in touch and for us to have a chat. <laughs>